0: Welcome to the Membership Machine Show, talking you through your membership website from initial idea all the way to finished product. Here's your host, Jonathan Denwood.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the Membership Machine Show. This is episode 57. Got a great special guest. I've got Marcia Shanley with me from Shardley Creative Consultants Consulting. Um... We're going to be talking about all things Mighty Networks and we're going to compare it to another great platform, Circle. Um, Should be a great show. We're going to go through a few of the aspects, some of um, Marcia's insights. She's got a, a feast of knowledge around the subject. So, Marcia... Would you like to give us a quick twenty thirty second um, elevator pitch about yourself and what you do?
0: Sure, absolutely. And first of all, thanks for having me on. This is a lot of fun. I love talking about community and mighty networks, so happy to be here with you, Jonathan. Um, quick elevator pitch is I help solopreneurs and small businesses to build online community and courses teaching. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in in kind of a a shift using the Mighty Networks platform. And I help them to use the Mighty Networks platform and tailor it to their specific situations.
1: That sounds great. And I say, we're going to be talking about some of the broader subjects about building community. And then we're going to talk about some specifics about how Marcia compares it to Circle and maybe broaden out. Uh, just talk about the various platforms it's going to be a feast of knowledge but before we go into the meat and potatoes of this great show i've got a couple of messages from our major sponsors we will be back in a few moments folks tired of hosting providers that can't handle high traffic loads convesio is here to help our platform can handle any amount of traffic all without slowdown or crashing With immediate Slack support, performance optimization, and a team that thrives on resolving technical challenges, your e-commerce business is in safe hands. Learn more about Convesio at Convesio.com. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPtonic, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. We're coming back, folks. As you know, I- I'm a lover of WordPress. marsh not not I- I'm going to try and have... Bring her to the rope Damascus win the show. I don't think I'm gonna succeed. Um, but we're all about giving information to our listeners of his about all the type of solutions and platforms. Um, but if you are looking to build a WordPress, we've got a great list of um plugins and resources. If you're looking to build your membership site on WordPress, you can get all these free goodies and some special offers from our sponsors by going over to wp-tonic.com slash deals. wp com slash deals. And you find all the goodies there. What more could you ask for? <laughs> Probably a lot more, but that's all you're going to get from that page. I'm sorry to disappoint. I've made it a practice of my life to disappoint. There we go. No, I haven't. Right, so... Marcia, um, so maybe, how did you get into this particular area? What's what's your more detailed background story about how you got into consulting people about building effective community websites around, um, you know, mighty networks?
0: Right. Well, I'm glad you asked because that's a really fun story. It's actually a COVID plot twist. Um and
1: we like a we like twist
0: yeah it is it, not something i saw coming and it's just lovely so as i said before i support i support solopreneurs and small business owners as they use the mighty networks platform and really tailor it to their situations and this plot twist really brought together um a lot of my background so my tech background as a software engineer my creativity as an artist, my experience developing, designing, giving workshops and also t- f- teaching facilitators to do their own workshops and at forefront my ability to explain technology in simple, easy to understand manner and words so that people feel comfortable using it. When covid hit, actually had an in-person center geared more for personal development, running my own business in the background helping other small business people with their technology, COVID hit and we had to shut down the in-person center and left a lot of people in the lurch because the people we were working with didn't know how to use Zoom. And it was really obvious that as we all went home, we're gonna have to know how to use Zoom to connect and maintain community. So I flipped my YouTube channel and started doing Zoom videos. The first one I did was how to use Zoom for the first time. And then I started doing how to host Zoom for the first time and helping people host. And those videos went viral and took off. And I started working one-on-one with small business owners, first to use how how to use Zoom and then to develop their own mighty networks, kind of an extension of that because now you need community. Fast forward to now, three years later, and I've helped Dozens of people with Mighty Networks, and that's solely where I'm focused, is building online community. And and right now that's using the Mighty Networks platform.
1: All right. So how many years were you in the software side?
0: I was um, about 13 years.
1: All right. And what particular area? I
0: was doing um, software development for that programs that electrical engineers use to lay out and test integrated circuits.
1: All right. And how did um, so did your was your degree in engineering or computer science in
0: software engineering? So it's a combination of electrical engineering and computer science.
1: Oh wow, well, very impressive. Uh, um, so um, interesting journey. So what what led you to choose Mighty Networks? I'm I'm interested in that, right? Because um, you must have looked at all the platforms. Well, and we tried a few of them. So, what 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 was the attraction? What was that that spark that said, "Boy, you know with Right, I'm gonna put my flag."
0: Okay. Well, so I actually at the time had a WordPress website, so I have used WordPress, have done that, and I put that together myself. Had some different plugins. Eventually, hired somebody like you do to support all the updates and the blah, blah, blah behind the scenes and do a little bit of custom coding that I didn't want to bother doing at that point. And this is, so the fall before COVID hit, I was part of a group of entrepreneurs and heard somebody talking about Mighty Networks. And I was looking to do more online classes. I'd done a little bit with Zoom. Uh, this could be a really good way to create community and connection. And I investigated the platform. Um, hosts, it was um, founded and run, put together by Gina Bianchini, looked at her background, and she was part of Ning. I knew about Ning community platform from years ago. And so I, I was really impressed with that. And I kept looking at the company because I wanted to make sure it was a company I could trust. And I thought they would be able to do what they're saying they could do. Um, started helping an organization that I was part of use it. And through helping them and taking the courses that Mighty Networks was offering, I really fell in love with both the software and the team and their approach to building it. They really walk their talk, ask the host what they need, communicate with the hosts, And I really appreciate the platform.
1: Oh, wow. There, go ahead. That was a polished answer. Very impressed. I wish I was that polished. There we go.
0: Well, I, I, it's, you know, lots of people ask me, my clients ask me, why do you use it? And so I get practice talking about that. Yeah. um, So,
1: community in the kind of membership, building a membership business, community over the last, there's certain concepts. That um, seemed to grab the wider community. Though know, a few years ago it was game Um At the present moment, for the past couple of years, it has been community. You know um, to build more value in your membership. Mm-hmm. You know, offer community. How? How would you explain to yourself the one or two key concepts about what? that general term community actually means
0: so that's because we will define community and members so differently to me community is about the interaction of the the people in the group together and the sharing of their wisdom together i like to um compare it to an audience so In our old paradigm that we're used to, we have a leader or a teacher and an audience or participation, and the connection is an interaction is generally between the leader and the audience members, not the audience themselves. But with a community, the interaction and the value is, is enhanced by the connection of the people in the community. So there's still, if you're talking about a learning experience, there's still content there. But the results that people get from the content is deeper and better because they're interacting with each other, keeping each other accountable, um, giving each other new ideas and inspiration. And the person leading the community is not so much a leader and a guru from the, on top, but guiding and nurturing everybody to find their own answer rather than giving them the
1: answer. I right. do Yeah. I see where you're coming from. So, um, what do you think some of the biggest, you know, you've done all this consultation, helped many people. And that's, you know, I watched some of your videos and uh, I was impressed with your content. And I thought I wanted, um, we've got some fabulous guests coming on the show in the coming months because I want to broaden it out, um, what we cover on the show. So what are some of the the patterns, some of the consistencies? You know, obviously all your clients are a bit different, mm-hmm. but normally when you're helping a lot of people like what you do, you see some patterns ab- around some of the biggest challenges that they bring to you. What are some of the patterns that you've noticed?
0: Well, one of them is that paradigm shift I'm talking about. We come into Mighty Networks with our past ideas. So whether you've had classes on Thinkific or some other platform or you've been doing them on Zoom and using Facebook for a connection with either of those, you come in and you say, okay, I want a Mighty Network. I want it to have a course. I want it to have this community. And you're really still thinking about the material, the content as being the value and the people coming in as participants. And the the way that you approach it and interact with it is in that way. So one of the things I like to do for my clients is help them shift out of that into understanding how to really create a real community and create that engagement. And part of that is stepping back from having all the answers and instead knowing how to encourage other people to share their wisdom. Doesn't mean you don't provide content. You still have content, but you use that as a tool rather than the value. And it becomes part of the whole proposition. So that's kind of a, a mind shift thing. Um, the other thing that people come in and have trouble with, first of all, I help them with the technology of the tool, some of the options, what does it mean in particular, what would work best for their situation, normal kinds of things like that. And then there's also how do they launch? There's that, okay, I, I know where I want to go. How do I get there and make that happen? So we can look at how you... Um, one of the other things I think is a mind shift about launch is I like a sunrise launch rather than a lightning strike. So you don't just open your doors and you expect everybody's going to come in, but you set things up to gradually unfold so that the actual launch, where you're publicly launching or something you already have things going in your network.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you, and I love that term. I'm going to memorize that sunrise rather than lightning. Do you like that? Uh, uh yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought that out because I was going to ask you a question about that because so many people, um, I think it, with all these, um, platforms like TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, endless, aren't they? Um, when somebody comes to us um, and they haven't, an, I call it building building your initial tribe. I call it um, Goldman's kind of book and his term. Um, I think it's when somebody says, "Well, I've got this knowledge and I want to build a membership and a community," because I think, um, and I say, you know have you got content on YouTube? Have you got any kind of following? Have you got anything on Facebook? And they say, no, I haven't got anything. You know, I'm building it from the ground up. Alarm bells start ringing. Um, Because I think, unless they've got a very large budget, um, they should have been working on building some type of tribe before they look at something like Mighty Networks? What's your feeling about it?
0: You know, I think that depends. Yes and no. So you can. It really depends what the person's trying to do. You can start really small with Mighty Networks or Circle or one of those tools. It's a matter of your expectations. So if you set up something smaller and then get those people excited about what they're doing, so they invite people. So the idea being that the more people in there, the more everybody gets value out of it. So grow it slowly. I mean, that's another part of the Sunrise. Well, they're,
1: they're your kind of evangelists, aren't they?
0: Yes. Yeah. And because it helps them. So kind of like LinkedIn, even. The more people on LinkedIn, the more we all benefit from. So we like to say to people, you know, you want to be on LinkedIn. So if whatever you're doing in your community helps your community members enough, they're going to reach out to other people that they want to bring in to grow the community. That's it's not... Nothing is simple or silver bullet. It all takes work, but it's it's possible.
1: Another thing I've found um I don't know if you've noticed this in your consultation um is that people um want to build out what I call a warm peace scenario um they for understandable reasons, they feel by building out a massive course with massive value that that's going to help them be successful. Where I think it's really we all make assumptions. Um, I've run about three successful businesses in my career so far, I've always run my own business and I've always made semi. Assumptions, kind of quasi-logical. There was some logic to the madness, and but a lot of those pre-assumptions have fallen to the waist, to the sidelines. Um, I think it's really important to get your first group of students in and and find offer value, but also talk to them and find out what are the particular areas where they struggle with the most. And I find there's a lot of people um, do the opposite. They build this very elaborate course. And I've had some people, they've been at it for over a year, building out their courses. And um, even though I've consistently advised them, that just get the first course and get your students in. What's your feelings around this?
0: Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, And for some people, the act of building the course is what they really like to do and what they know how to do. I I, I feel that for myself. Sometimes I'm like, oh, putting that together was so great and now I got to do it. (laughs) But um, you're right. You really need to know what your members want and need, your ideal, I like to say your ideal investing member, what they want and what would help them. And the, one of the best ways to do that—I mean, you can start by talking to some—but to do what you said and to have a small thing that you pilot and get feedback and grow with. Plus, you get everything out there and started. We we really don't know. We can imagine what we think is going to work, but we won't know until we try it. And so, if you get it out there and try it, then you can adapt and adjust and grow it into what really helps, based on the feedback and the interaction. From your community, which is really the whole definition of community, too.
1: Yeah, I think the other factor where definitely Mighty Networks has an edge over WordPress is that probably WordPress is that this is what I call shiny ball syndrome. um It's a it's a feast of different plugins and solutions, mm-hmm. and you. Um, If you want to go down the WordPress route, you can spend um, six, seven months researching different plugins and installing plugins and trying out uh, and uh, building a real Frankenstein and um, uh, just do an enormous dive, which is really quite enjoyable, uh, uh, but doesn't help you with the end result where my team network especially if you're consulting people um it limits their ability to do a, a kind of endless dive in in solutions well, can you see where i'm coming from
0: yeah i hadn't thought about that before but there would be a smaller box and then working with consultants with their GI, we can kind of make that box smaller to help you make decisions. So that could be, yeah, you and you just, you just at some point have to put your toes in the water and just go in and try it.
1: Because it's all linked to what we were, the previous thing we were talking about. You know, the endless course building. Mm-hmm. There's the endless technology building, right? Because it's quite enjoyable where it avoids. It avoids that moment of, of actually launching and finding and attempting to get students. Marketing's tough, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to avoid that initial, that launch and actually trying something because you don't want it to fail.
1: Yeah. um, You know, um, you don't want to think that you're a fraud, you know, um, that you're, You know, we all have these worries, but it is really important to get something out the door and start getting some feedback, isn't it?
0: It is, and failing is feedback. I mean, when something doesn't work, you adjust and you try. I mean, my own network, I've had it open for over three years and it has changed significantly over the course of three years. And because I try different things, and when I first started, I was like, oh, yeah, I can have, I can work with people on Zoom and Mighty Networks. And at the same time, I can work with my former clients and give them workshops in here and have that be like examples to the other people. And I pretty, pretty quick, quickly, I'm like, no, this is way too much. I got to simplify and do less. And I just have kept simplifying until finally this year, I'm like, I'm only going to be helping people use the Mighty Networks platform. Yes, I could help you with Zoom, but I can't do that and really help people deeply in the way I want with Mighty Networks. So you just try something, see what fits, what works. And Mighty Networks has good analytics, Mighty Insights so you can actually see what's going on behind I do them.
1: like that, Mighty Insights.
0: Mighty insight. That's their trademark analytics. But they actually are, are, are fairly good. I like them. I can get a lot of information out of them. And so you can experiment, try things, play and be curious. Those are, all take you great places.
1: Yeah, I think that's the other thing people got to understand. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm terrible about creating my own words last year. Uh, I'm notorious. In the WordPress community and the wider uh, developer community, um, I suffer from, a, sorry, suffer, it's wrong word. I have a little bit of dyslexia. Um, so I'm notorious about my – and I, I've I created this word, uh, um Is that nice, isn't it? Nichefization, uh, okay. You know, uh, um, I think it's really important when it comes to membership mm-hmm. combined with community yeah. that it It's another thing linked to this war war and peace syndrome that no. I mentioned I think it's linked they they attempted to have a very broad focus right. audience where the truth is you can make a very profitable living um with a very focused target audience can't you well
0: not only that but you can um Help your members find you and be more successful by targeting them. And it doesn't actually limit. Somebody else is going to see what you're doing and say, oh, if it works for them, it'll work for me too. And they'll self-select in. But it does. It's really difficult if you're too big an audience, even if you think, well, I can do it, which I tried. And I'm like, no, can't do it that nitrification i'm going to remember that 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 is important
1: well giving you something you've given me sunrise and lightning so what yeah. I, I would give you a,
0: thanks uh, thanks i like it like yeah. i don't know if i can say it but i like it
1: oh practice <laughs> makes perfect doesn't it um an example of this is a friend of mine um that runs one of the biggest learning management plugin solutions in wordpress lifter LMS. um Chris Badgett is a personal friend of mine. Um, he interviews, got his own podcast, and um, it's an example on his own Lifter website. Um, he's got uh, somebody that uses, utilizes his product that has a membership community um, website, and they teach um, party musicians how to manipulate balloons. Um, and they got over. These are worldwide, and they got over. Um, I think they got about five thousand members.
0: Wow! Yeah, and there's the niches are so interesting. I love the different clients I'm working with. Yeah.
1: So what's been, what's been, a one or two of the most surprising clients that come your way that have been successful that kind of stick in your mind the subjects or the niche that.
0: Ready. Right. Yeah, I recently, well, the beginning of the year, I worked with a person, he knew nothing about technology, really, um, he was part of a movement of what's called small building among real estate development, so I'm not going to do justice explaining it, so I'm not going to try, but you can look him up, and so I learned a lot about um building small, And how it's beyond not just like tiny homes, but it's how do you develop and how do you make, it's really a good um, corollary between online communities. Like how do you make real in-person community and have that work? So that was one of them. Another one is a company, a small business in the UK, and they work with schools, educators, teachers on bringing play into the classroom. And they have hundreds of schools that they're working with
1: sounds fantastic well we're going to go for our middle break folks i think we, we've had a good we covered a quite a bit of territory in in this first half in the second half we'll be delving in comparing mighty networks with circle do not worry um martian knows a ton about it um it's going to be like i say a second half feast. we will be back in a few moments folks This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to LifterLMS.com and save 20% at checkout, with coupon code, podcast twenty. That's podcast two zero. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. Um, like to point out, if you do want to build your membership community website on WordPress, and in my opinion, um, it offers the best um, ownership of your entire business. Um, but others have different opinions. We must we must face it, folks. Why don't you have a look at hosting and being a partner with WP Tonic? Um, we just specialize in membership, learning management system and community-focused website using Buggy Boss. And we'd love you to be part of our tribe. So, oh, yeah, so obviously you've got Circle and you've got Mighty Networks. Mm-hmm. So in when you have people coming to you saying we've looked at Mighty Networks and we're looking at Circle and we haven't made our mind up, how do you explain? Because when I first approached you, you said, "Well, you're a WordPress person, Jonathan." <laughs> I said, "And I said, well, we do discuss other platforms, Marcia, because there isn't a perfect platform. There isn't. You are right. But there isn't because." You were mentioning in the second half a couple of um, niche clients you helped, and you—the uh, first one you brought up—you said the person didn't have any online experience at all. Mm-hmm. The um, small home, small house, yeah, building small. Yep. I, I would not. I don't think WordPress would be a great solution no. for them. Uh, honestly, the time, unless, unless they they wanted to spend a bit of time and learn it, it would be easier to go with an online platform like Mighty Networks. Right. They're going to waste a lot of time. They're going to end up being one of those clients that we talked about, where I talked about they got sucked into all the plug-in choices, all the all the technology feast.
0: Right. And instead, uh, he was able to, by, before we were done working, I think we started in December, and by June, he had like 300 people on his site, and he's now got over 500.
1: Understand wow, somewhere, isn't right? he? Yeah, he is. We he need all help, Marcia. He
0: can run. Yes, yes.
1: Um, so, this person comes to you, they're looking at Mighty Networks, and they're looking at Circle. What do you explain or the strengths and weaknesses of both platforms to somebody that's coming for that initial consultation from you?
0: Sure. Well, first of all, I've been using Mighty Networks myself and with clients for over three years. So that's where most of my experience is. So I let them know that. This fall, I decided I really wanted to know more about Circle myself personally. So I started a free trial. And what I did was recreate my Mighty Network in Circle the best I could. So I used the two different um Two different popular plans, the Mighty Networks business plan and the professional plan in Circle. They're very comparable, about the same price, Um, similar features. And my Mighty Network is not the simplest thing in the world, but it's not really complex. It's kind of medium. So that'd be a good example. A lot of the same features in Mighty Networks in Circle. Um, you can have an activity feed, you can have a chat room, you can have an event list and calendar, member list, ordered content like you would use for a resource library or courses. Um, they both have both browser and app access, which I find super important. Even though my particular audience for my network or other small business people that, that have computers... It's still 40% of the time people are on their phone app instead of on their browser interacting with my network. So it's a huge percentage. And if your users are um, not small business people, they may not even have a computer anymore. A lot of people just have phones and tablets. So I really like having the app access. They both have. Um, They both have... What they call spaces, both Circle and Mighty Networks have spaces, and that's where everything happens, where people engage or they get information. They both have a navigation bar. If you're in the browser, it's in the left-hand column, and you can organize your spaces. That's called a collection in Mighty Networks terms, and it's a space group for Circle. So those are similar. But where you really get to the difference one of the differences is Mighty Networks has a couple other features that are handy. You don't have to have them, but they have a page feature, which is kind of like a web page. You can just provide information and they have a single event instead of the multiple events and calendar handy for webinars. you can You can get around it by using a single event in the events listing. So you have those two options. That But the biggest difference is in my networks, a space can have multiple features in it. It can have one of every type. So if I'm putting together a membership area for, for a community or even for a course, I can have an activity feed in there or a chat room, whichever way I want people to, con- you know, to be able to interact. I can have my ordered content in a table of contents, whether it's resources or course material. I can have the member list. I can have events for live or in-person events. I can have them all in one space. And that's in Mighty Networks. In Circle, you have to have a single space for each of those things. So your navigation bar gets bigger very quickly if you're on the browser. And in the app, it it's even clunkier to navigate around because the person's in one of their things in Circle. They're in the activity feed. And they have to remember, oh, how do I get to the lessons? i got to scroll back to this other page, to the navigation bar, and pick material and go in and look at that. And then for the events, I go somewhere else. And it's clunky to switch back and forth between the page, but they also have to remember and know those options are there. Where in Mighty Networks, on the phone app, at the top of the screen you have, across the top, choices For your different features, so you can just move back and forth really easily, and you can see that they're there. So the navigation and the ease of the use to the members is so much better in Mighty Networks that that's my first recommendation. Unless you have a really simple membership or maybe one course, in which case it doesn't matter that the features so much that the features have to be each in their own space, like they do in Circle. The other thing was that. The circle plan that I compared with, the one that they recommend, has a limit of 20 spaces in it. So in my Mighty Network, I think it was 12 or 13 spaces. But when I created it in circle, since I had to split out all the features, I got over 20. I was like, I don't know, 24 or 25. So I couldn't even fully recreate it. So unless somebody's doing something really simple, I'm going to recommend Mighty Networks.
1: But any other major differences?
0: You know, at that point, that stopped me.
1: Oh, that's yeah, that's the end of
0: Yeah, I'm like, I, I just can't recommend it. Now, you know, I, I caught things out of the side of my eye. You know, this or that is probably a little better in circle. This one's better in Mighty Networks. They each have things. So, you know, it's going to depend I recommend really if you if you're not sure if it doesn't matter about the number of space features in a space, start a free trial of each and, and play with it a little bit. They they basically do very similar things. The other thing that I know Mighty Networks does that Circle doesn't is they have special posts that are polls and questions that are very visually attractive and interactive for people to respond to. And I'm sure there's things in Circle mm-hmm. that Mighty Network doesn't have. So I just know Mighty Network better than Circle.
1: Yeah, I got the impression with um, with Circle because um, I did a, a show with one of my leading team members where we were looking at the compa- the alternatives to, to buddy boss. So we discussed a little bit about Mighty Networks and Circle and. To me, Circle the way they pitched it when they initially launched it and still do is it's a bit like Thinkific um, or Learnable. Is you get a lot of people that have a a main website and they they run Thinkific, they run one course on a subdomain. It's a kind of bolt-on scenario, and the way Circle kind of pitched themselves initially was that um, you could run a community, and you could run like a WordPress uh, main website, and you could bolt Circle as a subdomain and run it as a separate. Where Might Networks, because um, it's been around a lot more longer, it kind of really pitches itself uh, as a Swiss Army knife solution, similar to Kajabi. Uh, um,
0: you know, I wouldn't, I would not give it this. I would, I consider Kajabi and Money Networks very different. So that's the other thing I have. Some people come on and say, I'm looking at Kajabi and I'm looking at my networks.
1: I was tempted to jump in, but I'm going to shut my mouth and let you continue there. I, I'm the toys for putting in okay. here. Uh, so I'm going to let you go on, Off you go.
0: Okay. So, um, first of all, mighty networks can be a subdomain, like you just described yeah. for circle. And I actually recommend to most of my clients that they have a separate website. In fact, some people sell their mighty network access to the network or to some of the spaces, courses, or memberships through their website, and then bring people into the Mighty Network. You can do it that way. You can charge through the platform. Um, The small building uh, Mighty Network I was talking about, that is his standalone everything. Although he's going to eventually get another website, but he started from there. So it can be done on its own. Kajabi, I think, is a whole different thing because they have you know, built in funnels and lead pages and do this. And I haven't used it myself, but I have a friend that uses it. And so it's a really built, structured for business kind of approach to things. Mighty Network does not do that. Um, And the other thing about Kajabi. So if you're looking for that, I want this, then Kajabi is a good fit. And it has a website. You know, it's, it's different, but they're trying to add in community and the community is, from what I've heard, very frustrating and doesn't, not really good.
1: So I have yeah, they a, bought, they bought a, a startup
0: company. Yeah, they did. And my friend's trying to use that too. And she's pulling her hair out, but, um. It
1: must be nice to have here. Uh, yeah, uh, isn't
0: really
1: it? yeah, there we go. I've still got a little bit. Yeah. Know.
0: Um, but what so mining networks kind of came from the other direction, it started with community and that is bringing the courses and the content into it, so it has a richer, fuller engagement community aspect and it's building on and adding in the courses. So there are probably be some things about if you well,
1: want it's it. so interesting, and I, I can tell that you're a very knowledgeable and a very sincere individual. Um, I just get that buzz, that feeling from you. Um, but it's just interesting how you, how your honest mindset, because the things that you see as strengths around my internet and its focus, which I totally agree with you, I actually see as its weaknesses. Um, so we got, we got very, um, a very honest, um, Different because you're coming from a different um, pathway. Because obviously, uh, I, I'm one of these horrible WordPress people. Uh, sure. uh, I come from this, it's so interesting that you need to diff-
0: they're just different and it, they work for well, different
1: I was talking diplomatic there. Yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. Mean, every,
0: everything is needed for different things. So, like, you're excited to like geek out on a whole bunch of different plugins. Whereas people I'm usually working with are like, I don't want, no, I just want to know what to do. I want somebody else to take care of this. I want somebody else to make it work on the app and all the different browsers. And I don't want to have to do updates. So it depends on the person and and what they have going.
1: Well, just like that individual in the first half that you talked about, like I said um, earlier on in the second half, I wouldn't. Unless they were they wanted to go down that path, mm-hmm. I would I would send them your way uh, uh, because, um, based on my experience, those type of individuals they they are not going. If they want to get a course launched, we do we can set something up, but I'm not going to go that path because mm-hmm. we're about mighty networks. There, the thing that interests me about your comments in the beginning of the second half was about the actual app scenario. Now, um, based on my experience, obviously a lot of people really get fixated about the app before they even got their first course done. And obviously with a fully responsive website and there are some ability to have it fully accessible on a tablet or on a mobile phone. In some ways, I feel that it's a bit of i um, I'm, I'm struggling from the right word here, Marcia. Um, it, they get fixated a bit about app, the app situation a bit. But I suppose because you can, you know, these white-labeled, on the 39 and then the business plan um i think you have to go to the top tier if you want the um one a totally white label
0: right if you want white labeled you have to go to mighty pro so i don't recommend that
1: for most people i mean unless you how much is that is that that's on price on request is
0: yeah that's price on request it's yeah. yeah i think it's
1: yeah, over yeah, ten right thousand.
0: Yeah, it's it's you need to have a significant investment, yeah. you know that that makes sense for what you're doing, and it does for a lot of people. Um, now, so most people on on the Mighty Networks business plan and community plan, if you're on that, and even Path the Pro, you're using the Mighty Networks app, so you can it's act. There,
1: it's there anyway, so you don't have the problem of making the decision, really, do you? Right.
0: No. Nope, it's there and say it so there are more and more people are belonging to multiple Mighty Networks. So in the Mighty Networks app it's actually very easy to go back and forth between all the different Mighty Networks that you belong to.
1: All right. So I think when what well, obviously you got your bias and I've got my bias, but I I think what you were really saying about when you've tried both is that you and is that in functionality and UX and usability terms, Mighty Network is just... They've got the functionality and the UX at a more polished, usable level, where Circle still feels that they're still finding their way. Would that be a fair summary?
0: You know, I don't know if... Circle is still finding a way, but they're not at where Mighty Network is. So I'm not sure if they're going to continue to improve. That would be a great idea. I so I don't know what I don't know about is in their software underneath what they're doing, how easy it is for them to expand a space from one thing to multiple things. You know, that's one of the things my head goes to as an as a engineer is like, well, it would be great to do that. And it's always easy for those of us on the outside to say, well, just add in those other things. But it can be interesting on the underneath side. So that I don't know. But yes, I think I think the goal for both companies is probably the same. And I the other thing I don't know about Circle, because I haven't been part of that community, is how the team works with the hosts of the Circles and listens to them and grows and learns from them in the way that I know Mighty Network's team does.
1: So, are there any kind of trends in the kind of community in the Mighty Networks community in general? Are there anything you observed in the past year, the past three years, any kind of trends that you see building, any kind of things that people are talking about a bit more lately when it comes around this whole area?
0: Um. I think it's the idea of the shift into how do we use these tools, because we have them now, to really deepen and improve the user results and transformation and experience. It's a whole new thing. It's kind of like I moved last year. So I moved to this new place, new house. I took everything that I thought I would need from the ways I used to do it before, come into the house. And after I live here a while, I'm like, oh, there's something I never even would have thought of in my old place, but I could do that here. So I need to rearrange, get some different stuff, get rid of some stuff. And then using the platforms, and now people, more and more people are starting to use these platforms, we're going to start sharing this whole new paradigm shift, and and it's going to become the current status quo rather than what we're moving into
1: yeah that's kind of i think the other factor is and i just wondered if you've had these discussions somebody's built some community on youtube because you get a lot of people using tiktok youtube and they go the Patreon route they mm. set up a patron um and they they might add Discord. You know which is a strange I've got to love well yeah. I, I hate Slack. well I use slack all the time but I still hate it because I think it's a dog's breath of a UX design mm-hmm. uh, um uh, but distilled is another strange beast um, right. isn't it but they're in that kind of page YouTube patreon um you give and they bolt on they might bolt on a thinkific thing to it you know, you get the picture. Yep. Why, why do you get a few of those discussions, people thinking of going that route? You know, is this making any sense?
0: There are some people that approach Mighty Network from that way, and that's what they want to do. I've had a couple of clients recently say, you know, I want kind of a Patreon thing. I also have had a client that's like, I'm moving away from Patreon. Mm. I want to go into a more Mighty
1: Network. What do you think triggers them? To, that, that was the thing I was trying to I think I think you can see where I was coming coming from. I don't I don't think I did a great job explaining it, but I think you're getting the gist now. What What interests me is what do you think in your own mind has triggered them to want to look at something mighty network from that? What I've just described poorly, but I did a reasonable job.
0: Well, um, I think part of it is because, based on my limited experience being a patron. You really don't get it's really about you supporting somebody financially and they're giving you things so it's that leader to audience participant kind of thing rather than the community, so they're coming to Patreon because they really want their people that they're working with to be able to interact with each other and for them to interact with them and you just can't get that on patreon um The other thing is, and this I'm not exactly sure of what you can do on Patreon, but in Mighty Networks on the business plan and above, you can download your email list for your members. Yeah. So you have that. You, you own more of it than you do on Facebook or Discord or Patreon. To my understanding of what those platforms.
1: Yeah. I think you've really highlighted it there. Thanks so much, Marcia. Um, you've really zeroed in. Um, it's that email ownership, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. I think and it, I think a lot of the value is building up that email list, isn't it? Right. That you know, which a lot of the Patreon you don't. Um Yeah. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Um so when it comes to some tools or online services. What's a couple of things that um, you might want to bring to the conversation that you utilize daily, weekly, or monthly that you really rely on?
0: Well, uh, Zoom. I use Zoom for all my my live calls, especially coaching, but also within the Mighty Network. Um, I use right now my mail program, which I actually use much less now that I'm in Mighty Networks than I did before. I'm currently using MailChimp. But I'm in the process of considering switching to ConvertKit because Mighty Networks has just announced an integration with ConvertKit, where you can bring your members over immediately. Right now, what I'm doing to bring my members to Mailchimp is I use Zapier, so I've got that going all the time. Um, that's another handy one. I love my I love using a calendar, so I use Acuity. Calendly is also a good option, though. So I don't recommend one of those over the other um what else is oh the one i'm having fun with right now is chat gpt i am really enjoying playing with that in terms of a interactive you know like i'll almost have a conversation with it i want to have a challenge in my network about this and what do i do and they're like and eh, no, i don't really like that what if we change this to that and i can go i really i think one of the ways that i I learn and I like to process things is by talking so I can almost talk to it and have it respond back and I can work things out that way with chat GPT.
1: Yeah, well, I think we're in the early days, but I was listening to Professor Galloway, uh, um, and he has a successful podcast and they developed uh, a question and answer chat that mimics his style of talking Mm -hmm. and replies and i think in um something like mighty networks that kind of scenario you you can see that building can't you that probably might have some value might it
0: they are actually building their own version yeah on top of chat gpt whatever they're calling those things that you can play with now and they've integrated some ai tools into the platform itself especially for people starting their initial network to help them get up with something that they can then adjust.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, obviously, I'm, I've am i been living in America now for over 15 years, but obviously I'm English in my accent and my temperament. Um, and so I'm a big fan of Doctor Who and the TARDIS. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> um So if you could go back in your own TARDIS, maybe at the beginning of your career, and you could just give yourself a little bit of quick um, consultation to yourself. What, what would be one or two things you wish you knew at the beginning that you know now?
0: Mm. Well, first, if I can have don't, David. Don't David
1: go on a podcast it. with an English person.
0: Yeah. I want to have David Tennant no. come back with me because that I would love to meet him much earlier in my life. Um, but I Really, I think the key thing, and it took me several years to, to really hone in on this, was that there is no one answer. There's no silver bullet. You need to find your own answer. And to do that, you need to explore other people's answers and listen to them and maybe even experiment with their answers. But then you have to adapt it and make it yours.
1: Yeah, uh, it's very insightful. Uh, um what was the person you mentioned before? I was, interu- I was interrupting you, wasn't I? I, 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 I apologize. No,
0: What's that's okay. It's hard to talk online. And- it is. But-
1: I, like, I like my little quips, and it's so difficult, isn't it? Because there's yes. a time delay, isn't it?
0: Yeah. No, um. David Tennant, he was one of, do- one of the Doctor
1: Who's, wasn't he? I think so. I, yeah. I'm he's
0: the, I, I actually connected with him through the show Good Omens, and I just love that show and uh
1: so there we go you can't be a doctor who can you listen and some the viewers there we go so marcia what's the best way for people to find out more about you and so evident your knowledge and wisdom
0: well i have a website chadleycreativeconsulting.com and then i offer information about my network's platform both on my youtube channel which is also chadley creative consulting and I have a um, free Mighty Network that is kind of like a showcase to model different ways to use the Mighty Network's features. So that is at um, clcneighborhood.com.
1: All right. And hopefully uh, sometime in the new year, later on in the year, you might come back because I think we've had a fab discussion. I think we covered a lot of stuff. I oh, think. it's
0: been great and I enjoyed it a lot. Actually, this was my very first podcast guesting, so it was fun.
1: Oh, well, I, I try to keep it uh, on track. I can wander off. Um, that's why well, we have some pre-planned topics that um, that we had a discussion about. But it's actually more to keep me railed in, actually, Marcia, because I can go off on a tandem very easily. So, But I think we've done a reasonable job here, and I think we've shared some insights. And thank you so much for coming on the show. We will be back next week. I've got another fabulous guest next week. along am on a roll here. Um, and it should be another fab discussion, listeners and viewers. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Membership Machine Show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any
0: future episodes and leave a rating to support the show. Until next time.